73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Ah, it's a football day. Or a football night, I should say. OU takes on Buffalo tonight, 7 o'clock at the combo. And oh, no, that's not right, at Peyton Stadium. Wish it were in the combo. Oh, it's going to be nice. Yeah. 57 degrees right now. They say it's going to be 68 later. Mostly cloudy. Really no mention of rain, although it's a little damp outside at the moment. (coughs) My oh my. What a weekend. And um, Halloween. It's come and gone. Trick-or-treating, always a big deal. Um particularly in our neighborhood. Um, I'm going to mention, I don't think we had quite as many as normal. What? Yeah. But we had a lot. 400, maybe? Well, maybe 372. Pretty close to 400. Yeah, and 400 is normal. No, I don't know what it was. We didn't count this year, but... The, the point was it just didn't felt as constant, continuous, wall-to-wall people coming up. But uh, they, the ones that were, were had a great time. All the neighborhood was active in it. and uh, so That's surprising. Usually you have a really good flow. Lots well, of we, we had a good flow. It's just it wasn't the same size and mass and continuous. There were, were there were moments in between when you know we we were just chatting because nobody had walked up. But anyway, did you uh, use your tube or just no no do the traditional? No, you know now that uh, the COVID mask thing has been basically lifted. Yeah, I see a lot of people wearing masks again. I don't, but maybe I just haven't been in the right places. Yeah, did you did you have enough candy? Did, yes, did yes, you, certainly. You have a surplus. So um, not, uh, you know, toward the end we got a little more generous. If you, if you know uh, what I mean. Yeah, as it got closer to seven thirty, you mean? Yeah. So um, we gave out four pieces Ooh. instead of three. Oh, so the secret to getting more candy at the Palmer Palace is the Palmer. Palace. Wait until I've never heard that closing step. time huh. of trick or treat. <laughs> well, we were well prepared. Anyway. It is uh, now today, the 1st of November. Imagine that. Got here quick, seems like. We've had a little computer glitch out here at the radio station. That has affected our emails. So, uh, where I normally get certain reports, which I love to bring in and share with you, um, I have some of those reports, but they're in a much different format. Like, um, well, so we're, so this is going to be a little ticklish today until our, um, our computer wizard, Just Jeff, gets things figured out. But um, 
Today is November 1st, as I said. What are the things listed for November 1st? National Cook for Your Pets Day. Okay. Now, Sky next door on FM. She cooks for her pets a lot. And um, so um, I've never done that. I've always been told that You know, you shouldn't give them leftovers or things like that. You should just give them their regular dietary food. And I get a high-quality food for my two guys, Foley and um, (laughs) Hope. Hope, yeah. Yeah. How's she doing, by the way? She's great. She's great. I mean, uh, which which one was did did you take to the vet? Oh, Hope. Yeah. She better now. Yes. Good. Yeah, they. Um, she and they're both doing terrific. And they're such loving animals, which means a lot to me. Yes, they are. Wonderful All right. doggies. So National Cook for Your Pets Day. So if if that's something you know about or know what to do and what not to do, go for it. It's National Brush Day. Now, what are they talking about? Brushing our hair? Brushing our animals? What, National Brush Day. Brushing our teeth? I, sounds like it could be any or all of those that you mentioned. Could you just Google it? Yeah. And see, into if, it right see if now. there's anything that really stands out there. Okay. In the meantime, we do have a caller. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. How about brushing off the cobwebs? Yes. You know, I have never seen so many cobwebs as this year. See, I'm psychic. I've never seen any at all. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, Dave. Well, I have three topics I want to talk about. Tell me how, what order you want. I want to talk about education, politics, sports. Which way you want to go? I, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, I'll do sports last. Just go education first. Okay. I heard yesterday, well, I read in a um, publication that takes some of the articles out of the New York Times. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you there, Scott, while you're doing your Googling, but that's okay. I had to get the call in right now. Yeah, that's okay. There's a professor at New York University, well, it was, 84-year-old guy, who, so he was on a contract. He wasn't tenured. He was let go. He taught, he teaches organic chemistry, I believe it is. Okay. He was let go because the students did a petition said he was too hard in the class, and it messed with them emotionally. So they submitted a, a petition to the administration, and they let him go. Unbelievable. Are you kidding me? That is pretty much where we are. So what it's done for the other contract people now is like, okay, you can't be too rigorous. You can't be too hard because the students might do might file a petition on you. You can't challenge wow. them, yeah, to learn. Yes. Oh no, they let him go. Unbelievable. So the students yeah. are going to dictate the curriculum there, apparently. Well, in that case, they did. Mm-hmm. In that case, isn't well, that, no, isn't no, that, that sad? No, let's just let's talk about it just for a minute. Mm-hmm. What if the guy was? Way over the top. 
and mean and I don't know what words to use. Well, the evidence doesn't seem to indicate that. Okay. I mean, he, he had just as many or more supporters okay. from the same class. It wasn't the whole class. I get it. It was just some of them. Okay. Well, now, I mean, if I, you've got a bad teacher, they need you know it needs to be addressed. I mean, that's the downside of tenure. Yes. As a person who's been tenured a long time, I think it's a bad thing when you get bad teachers that you can't do anything about. Yeah. And we have several of those. Even at Ohio University, I'm I'm sorry to say, Dave Palmer, in my opinion. <laughs> Why did you mention my name? <laughs> because you love o- you're so pro so OU, and you just love OU, and I get you. Well, so, I, and I love bugging you, Dave. It gives me gives okay. me great joy. <laughs> cool. Okay. Is my next topic. Are we done with this one? Well, I just wanted to say if a if a professor is mean. And, and I don't even know what the, I don't even know what that means. What does mean mean? Well, you know what I'm saying. But, what does but that mean? The, the point you made was that this was a smaller group of his classes, his students. Right. So I don't go for that. I now that's. I agree with you there, but it, there are people who are just outright mean because they love it. And I can't imagine it personally. I'd rather give joy and happiness and all that stuff, but anyway. Dave, before the ADA, the American Disabilities Act, yes. I was told by, thankfully, just a few professors, basically, you're blind. I don't want you in my class. I don't want to be bothered You're with it. Don't even think kidding. about it. Really? Is that mean? Is that mean? No. I mean, yes. That's lousy. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple of those. It's unreasonable. And you couldn't do anything about it back in those days. Yeah. Really. So how did you accomplish it? I stayed away from those jerks. <laughs> Good move. Took another class. Yeah. Another teacher. There you go. Hey, but I have a, you know. I have a question about that professor. I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, J.W., but is has this professor been there for more I than a know. year or two, or is he tenured? Or No, no, no. He's contract. He, okay. You know, so 84 years old. So I suspect he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. I mean, how many – but he's a top-notch organic uh, chemistry. He's written a book, uh, uh, written the main – like the main textbook that's been in five or six different uh, versions. Um, so he's been in it a long time. I suspect he's retired and just got bored and thought he'd go help him out for a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> that's why they can let him go because of contract. Yeah, it could be. But, um, yeah. you know, if if he has no history of being yeah. this, you know, un, unrealistic yeah. expectation type of professor. Top-notch uh Top-notch um, recognition in his in his field. Yeah. That's one of the top five or ten organic chemistry professors in in the world. Yeah, I mean, you know as well as I do, uh, as I taught as an adjunct professor, uh, and we go through evaluations. That's right from students. That's and, right. And um, I I'm wondering if this has ever happened to this professor before. I don't know. But I mean, you know when you're adjunct or contract, you can let, you can let you go anytime. Absolutely. Goodbye. Yep. 
But, That's right. Okay, yeah. next topic. But I think the bigger one more thing. Yeah, I think the bigger issue is that um, one the students can now not now not just complain about their grades, but petition and get radical decisions made. That, that's a scary thought. Secondly, politics. Why do, are there people who have to politicize everything? I mean, everything. Uh, yes, everything. So now you've got people over the weekend, you know, the Pelosi thing, um, radicals, and January 6th, and tying it to everybody. Uh, even you got Barack Obama out there talk, t- blaming it on um, polarizing rhetoric. Now we're finding out more of the facts, and there's, it's, it's a lot more. I mean, this guy was a Barack, a, a, a Barack Obama supporter, lived in a school bus, was some kind of nudist, uh, strange person, obviously very emotionally disturbed. I mean... <laughs> Wait a minute, now now I'm lost. The attacker. The guy who hit Paul Pelosi in the head, allegedly allegedly broke into his house and hit him in the head. Okay. People blame that on on, uh, Republican vitriolic rhetoric. Come on. Now, that's making me more questions. Uh, There's some serious questions. So the police go over, they knock on the door, and they say the door was open, but they don't say by whom. Who opens the door? They open the door, and the two are wrestling with a hammer. Is that weird or what? Yes. I, I just want to know who opened the door. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that the facts may be the facts, but there's some questions. Uh. uh was. The alarm didn't sound, so there's no either he did not turn on the alarm or they have no alarm. He called nine one one allegedly from the bathroom when they when the guy when the guy allegedly woke him up and he asked if he could go to the bathroom and he called nine one one from there. <laughs> uh, this is not a very bright person if he let him go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, take a cell phone with him. <laughs> yes, what I thought. And he calls from the bathroom and then. Someone, quote, according to the affidavit, opened the door when the police knocked. What? This is just weird to me. But my bigger point is just to make this all about politics is so just it, it's so predictable and just unnecessary. I mean, why would you do that? Even I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't understand. Everything can't be just politically motivated to use against your enemies. That's just ridiculous. Well, some people have that motto of never missing a chance to exploit a crisis. And it's so sad and sickening. I don't care who yep. does it, Republican or Democrat. Yeah, exactly. It's wrong. doesn't matter which now, side. Now, what if they do a lot of digging into this and find out, you know, that this is Jesse Smollett, you know, 2.7, mm-hmm. you know, that there's a lot more crap going on mm-hmm. here. You think anybody will ever apologize? They won't. They will not. Nope. I mean, I don't think he ever oh, did, I, did he, Smollett? I don't think he ever did apologize. Oh, good God. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> no. When, they, when that guy sentenced him, he was like, if something happens to me, you, you're responsible. He's yelling and screaming. He never yeah. apologized. Yeah. He never will. I had a question, too, that you brought up, too, about security alarms. I mean, you, you're yeah. talking about the Speaker of the House of the United States of America. Her husband. That doesn't yeah. have an alarm system in their house? That's or it, my- it didn't go off? 
that's mind-boggling. That he had to call 911? Either he didn't turn it on or they don't have one. That's... But I can get if he if he didn't turn it on. I mean, maybe you know, maybe he forgot, whatever. Yeah. But if they don't have one, that's that's, that's mind-boggling. Uh, yeah, that's hard to that's believe that they don't uh, have one. I'm going to show my ignorance for a minute. Yes, sir. When did this happen? Uh, Friday, I believe. Okay. Yeah. It was Friday. I have had a very odd week. And I had not heard this story. Wow. No, it's all everywhere. It's everywhere. My uh, my computer is a mess. My email is a mess. I got you. And, uh, no, it's the hottest thing out there. Okay. You know, it's, uh, uh, luckily, I'll, he got hit in the head with a hammer. I'll dig into uh, it later and, today. And he had zip ties, and, he had all, and they're tying that. He had zip ties on January 6th. Come on. What, <laughs> why do we do that? Why do we do that? Anyway, it's just sickening to me. I, it just when it happened, I told my wife. I said, "I'm, I'm telling you, there's some, there's more to this story." I think there it's, is too. It smells fishy. I said, I said there's more to this story. I, I don't know what it is, but there's. Okay. <laughs> uh, and have, then you have they, one they more talk item. About, you have one more item you wanted to bring up. Yeah, let me just say one more thing. Uh, okay. Paul and, and Paul Pelosi allegedly on his nine one one is talking in code. What is code? I have a friend here. His name is David. He's waiting for my wife. Is that cold? Wow. Anyway, lastly, the Bengals didn't look good last night. Oh, um, I don't know what it is about Cincinnati and Cleveland, but whew, they look they look they look bad yesterday. Um, not to score a point in the first half. Joe got sacked five times. I hope he's okay. It was not good. Uh, no. Cleveland's not that good, and Cincinnati's not that bad. So I, I don't, I don't just blame it on not having Jamar Chase there, but exactly something was way off yesterday. Well, I look at the you know coaching there too again that you go. I find it hard to believe that one player on a NFL team can dictate how an NFL team absolutely. performs. Absolutely. Okay, when they have absolutely. all the other talent that they do. Absolutely. And the, the offensive line crumbled again. The uh, the Absolutely. defensive coordinator for the uh, Browns figured out what the Bengals were doing, what they have been doing. Something needs to be changed up. And for yeah. me, that's why you have coaches there. Yeah. And for me, I'm not sure that uh, Zach Taylor is able to manage and lead this team of talented uh, players on the Bengals that they have. Yep. I agree. Yeah, you know, Joe saved him. Joe saved them all last year. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Because he had to be extraordinary. Yep. And Joey I gets agree. hammered again and again and again. You know, know, no score until never, the fourth. He's never beaten Cleveland. What is it about Cleveland? Yeah, they, he's zero and five against Cleveland. They didn't score until the fourth quarter, and they only scored thirteen. That was those yeah, were that, garbage points. Yeah, that was it. Was over. It was. It was. Yeah. It was it was a smackdown, you know, no doubt. You know what? I mean, Cleveland Cleveland looked like the Super Bowl team from last year. That's what I'm saying. They're not that good, and Cincinnati's not that bad. Yeah. But it certainly was last night. Yep, that's for sure. So we got Carolina Sunday and then a bye. Hopefully they can squeak out a win. I mean, they don't want to go into the bye four and five. You yeah. Know? So, and um, Baltimore got my Bears player, Roquan Smith. So they're loading up. Jesus. 
Bears are just trading away the kitchen sink. I, yeah, boy. What well, do I know? know? Well, anyway, thanks for indulging me, Mr. Palmer. Well, <laughs> I, I, I suspect you feel better now. I do. I've got my three out of my system. There you go. Vented. Take care, my, my brother. brother. Okay. <laughs> See you, Jay. Take care now, JW. All right. Joe had a pretty good night. I mean, 25 for 35, passing 232 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. The ball was tipped on his interception. But still, uh, gone. you got to know that the Browns know what you've been doing. You had to change it up. But uh, anyway, it was disappointing. Tough to watch. Yes, it was. Absolutely was. We have another caller. Good morning. Speaking of what J.W. called mind-blowing, your your station had a mind-blowing incident last night. You didn't have the game on for a long time. Yes, I'm aware of that. What was wrong? I'm not sure. The engineers were working on it. I mean, uh, that's not the first time. I know. It's been happening too often. I'm so glad you're bringing this out. But, I mean, yeah, we have errors that happen once in a while, and sometimes they're mechanical and sometimes they're human. And as I understand it, last night was a mechanical thing. But anyway, uh, we did get it going eventually. Right, so I did get to hear the last part. Yeah, it was the uh, second half was on, but we, we did it on purpose because of the way the Bengals were playing <laughs> last night. How about that? <laughs> uh, you didn't miss much, I'll tell you that. And this new guy that replaced uh, Jim Bohannon, oh, I don't know. If you guys would ever listen to that, I I don't know what he's feeding you. It's some mixture of Fox News and other stuff. and It's certainly anti-president, uh, and he's kind of mind-blowing, too, I'm telling you. Okay. Well, um, we, we can start looking to see if there's other choices. I mean, he's no... Jim Bohannon, but um, last night he got a little mad at somebody for a change. Okay, or real mad. <laughs> but uh, Jim Bohannon's got uh, some serious health issues, from what I understand. All right, right. He's got stage four. Yeah, esophageal cancer and stuff. Like yeah, that. he's he's ate up with cancer, as they say. And he didn't know whether he'd last till the end of the year. They yeah. asked the doctor to think. He said that's fifty-fifty. Yep. What a shame. Oh, yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, National Brush Day. Did we ever figure this oh. out? Oh, <laughs> no. We got, we got caught up in that other stuff. So, uh, I mean, I've, anyway. got, I've got a lengthy list here that we have to review. So all right. Well, National let's see here. Brush Day. Here we go. It uh, reminds us all to follow the American Dental Association's guidelines. Oh, okay. So, you, so you, it's brushing you got, teeth. You got one of them. Sometimes this day is referred to as Brush Your Teeth Day. Mm-hmm. And don't just do it once a year on this day. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. Yes. Um, that's a daily thing, if not more. Okay, Autistics Speaking Day. Autistics Speaking Day. Oh, well, I just lost my connection there. Let's go back and... Do it again, as they say, the Steely Dan song. Go back, Jack, and do it again. Autistics Speaking Day will be recognized on this day. Uh, People with autism experience the world differently from most of us. Yes, they do. They approach the world in often 
novel ways, and they go on to say maybe one of the most important ways we all connect to and understand the world is through communication. Uh, Absolutely. Autistic Speaking Day encourages autistic people to tell their stories using whatever means works for them, and everyone else is encouraged to listen, hear, read, and comprehend their stories from their point of view. Well, let's see here. we got a couple more. It's National Authors Day, so those who write. It's National Cinnamon Day. Yum. Yes. National Deep Fried Clams Day. And for me, that's another yum. Not everybody, but for me it is. No yum here. National Family Literacy Day. And National Vinegar Vinegar. That is a multi-talented ingredient. Could be used for flavoring, cooking, cleaning, air freshening. So many different uses of vinegar. Now, what about historical events? On this date of November 1st, but the year was 835. All Saints Day was made compulsory by Pope Gregory IV throughout Frankish Kingdom. On this date in 1996, the first recorded use of modern name for Austria is the Osterici document. Pronunciation is always a challenge on these things. Let's go on. In the year 17, no, no, 1179, Philip II crowned King of France. He was 14 years of age at the time. This occurred at Reims, R-E-I-M-S, with his father Louis Louis VII in ill health. On this date in 1210, King John of England begins imprisoning Jews. We have so many more than we normally do here today. On this day, um, in the year 1248, Earl William II of Holland crowned King of Germany. Now how does that happen? If he's from Holland, why is he named King of Germany? Hmm, maybe what year was it? Twelve forty eight. Could it have been under German occupation or Holland? I suppose. Maybe Germany maybe under Holland's occupation? Could be. I don't know. The year 1348 on this date, the Black Death reaches London on or about this date. That was a, uh, uh, an illness, right? Um, yeah. 1462, Archduke Albrecht the Sixth von Hadsburg 
Christ be in it. In 1512 on this date, Michelangelo, paintings on ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican first were shown publicly, exhibited. Have you ever seen those? I have not. That's remarkable. I have. 1570, All Saints flood <coughs> and tidal wave in the North Sea devastates the coast from Holland to Jutland. And um, more than one, one more than one thousand people died when that happened. Golly, what a long list! Uh, let's see here. In 1590, on this date, army of Moroccan ruler Ahmed Almansur, led by the Spanish eunuch Jadar. leaves Marrakesh to cross the Sahara to conquer the Songhai Empire. 1604 on this date, William Shakespeare's tragedy Othello was first presented. And in 1611, his romantic comedy Bill Shakespeare, entitled Tempest, is first presented. Sixteen twelve. Time of troubles in Russia, Moscow, Petegorod is captured by Russian troops under the command of Dmitry Polzarsky. Sixteen twenty three on this date, fire in Plymouth, Massachusetts destroys several buildings. Some of some real historic nature. <laughs> we we remember them well, don't we? Not. Mm. Let's see here. Boy, this is such a lengthy I our customary report that I refer to uh normally is um, was unavailable to me this morning, so I pulled another report, and it just has endless things. Yeah, your typical report is a lot more condensed yeah. than what you have there. Oh, here's an interesting one. <clears throat> in 1802, delegates meet in Chillicothe, Ohio, to form a state constitutional convention. Chillicothe at one time was the state capital yeah, of Ohio. That's right. I had forgotten that until you mentioned it. But I did know it. Bonaparte. Eighteen fifty nine, the current Cape Lookout, North Carolina Lighthouse, was lit for the first time. Its first order, Fresnel lens, can be seen oh, hush over there. It can be seen for about nineteen miles under normal conditions. 
Fresnel lenses. We use them in stage lighting a lot. Um, seen such a long list of things. You can just pick from whatever you want. Maybe every year from 500 AD and even before that. Well, it's hard to pick which is more important than another. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've got 40 pages. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could keep flipping pages and still find things. Okay, do I pick this one, that one? See, like, you know, I don't have enough depth of knowledge. 1904, George Bernard Shaw, on this date. His comedy play, entitled John Bull's Other Island, premieres in London. George Bernard Shaw. Civil rights activist W.E.B. Du Bois in 1910, the first issue of Crisis was published by him. He was the editor. Just amazing. All the stuff. I thought our other report was pretty good, but at least it narrowed it down to the most pressing, or most uh, significant items, you know. All right. Well, I have 20 more pages of <laughs> 1928, the Graf Je Zeppelin. Remember that famous picture of it striking a tower and exploding? Sure do, yes. It sets the airship distance record for 6,384 kilometers. You were referring to the Hindenburg. I was. But it, too, was a Zeppelin. Yes. By the way, when that happened, 32 people died, that explosion. Eighteen, no, 1932, Werner von Braun, named head of German liquid fuel rocket program. He was, of course, a rocket scientist. Yes. And after World War II, uh, emigrated to the U.S. to help work on rocketry here in our country. Benito Mussolini, 1936, describes the alliance between Italy and Germany as an axis. A-X-I-S. Do an entire show about just these dates. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's see here. Sports history. 1938, National League batting champion Ernie Lombardi of the Cincinnati Reds yeah. is named National League MVP, first catcher to win the award. Boston Red Sox first baseman Jimmy Fox takes the um, American League Award. Ernie Lombardi, he was a good one. Catcher, if I'm not mistaken. They, sh they also show a... Uh, yeah, that's right. 
T.S. Eliot, poet, author, Nobel laureate. Um, boy, I'll be glad when Jeff gets my computer fixed. <laughs> this is so complicated. Um, 1941, Japanese naval staff officers Su Suzuki and Majima arrive at Pearl Harbor. And that was a terrible day. A terrible several days. 1950, Celtics forward Chuck Cooper becomes the first African-American to play in the NBA. Boston's 107-84 to loss at Fort Wayne Pistons. Future Hall of Famer Bob Cousy also debuts for Celtics. Nineteen fifty-one, the first H bomb test. It was codenamed Ivy Mike. Detonates up on uh, what the Atoll Islands, right? In the Marshall Islands group. That in the North Pacific Ocean. Roy Campanella. Great catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm -hmm. 1951. Wins the first of his three national MVPs. 1951. I, you know, my guess is that's all we're going to do today is give dates because we really don't have that many other choices here. Well, if you want to take a break from that, we can talk about uh, <clears throat> what's happening tonight at Peden Stadium. Let's do take a break. Yeah. So uh, we got a seven o'clock game, right? Seven thirty. Oh, it's seven thirty. Mm-hmm. TV time. Okay. Um, Suzanne and I will be there, and so will um, our buddies uh, Mindy and Mark Heflin. We're looking forward to the game. Um. It appears that we're not going to have to rain, take raincoats or umbrellas. I don't even know if they allow umbrellas. But no, they don't. Okay, it's stadium I've, policy. I've, I've still seen people use. Yeah, them. me too. Well, there's you know when there's not many people there, they like last game. Hopefully, there will be tonight. This but, game for first place tonight. But this is uh, on the forecast. It says simply mostly cloudy. So. Um, Suzanne was looking through her wardrobes, and she found one Ohio thing, but it was lightweight. She found another green thing that was heavyweight, but it said Marshall. <laughs> yeah. So she's not going to wear that. Um, anyway, dress, uh, bring layers, folks, so that you stay comfortable. And uh, I'll sneak my little flask of uh, flavor in. A little mouthwash there. Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Put it 
Clear Coke, whatever they serve. Yeah, to help keep you warm, right? Mm-hmm. You you won't need much of it tonight, but the Disin- game, it's a disinfectant. There you go. Yeah, yeah, not vinegar based either. So uh, yeah. anyway, <laughs> the game is on. Uh, I've done that for fifty years, folks. <laughs> you know these tiny little plastic. Bottles. Yeah, the stuff they serve on Sample. airliners, jets, yes, flights, exactly. things like that. No, oh, well, little one hitters. You watch, I'm going to get patted down tonight. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Because I said it on the air. Yeah, percentages are catching up with you. Well, you can give it to your guest. They might not check her as well. Say here, will you take this in for me? I don't want to get you know, busted. They, they always want to look in their purses, you know. Well, put it in her pocket. Oh. Or her coat. Okay. Give them a purse. That'll you know, which whichever. <laughs> Listen to this strategy going on here to get your. Yeah, little... I, I've really been secretive, haven't I? Yeah, you have. <laughs> okay, let's see here. What well, else? the game the game's on ESPN two tonight. Okay. If you don't make it to the stadium, I'm okay. hoping for a nice crowd. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the thing about weeknight games though. You know, people want to travel on Saturdays. They want to come down and they want to tailgate before a 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock kickoff on a beautiful Saturday afternoon along the banks of the Hawking. But you know, kind of tough to I, do during I the week. I used to do that. I used to do the tailgating and go over to the, the park and everything. I I haven't done that for several years. And I'm ashamed to say that. Um. I need to get back in that habit again. Because it's nice to see everybody over there, too. Um, but tonight, I'm going straight to the game. Yeah, and you know that there won't be... I, I don't think there's any tailgating that's done on... If there is, it's minimal on well, the weeknight games. I mean, I've seen a few people over there. They the, park over there and... Tailgate Park? Yeah, it's just not as lively as a Saturday afternoon. There's tailgating in the regular parking lot. Yeah. But I, I don't know what they're going to do with party in the park. Yeah. Well, All right. B- Buffalo's a good is. team. It will be should be a good game. However, I want to remind us all that, I you know. I want your prediction. Buffalo comes in undefeated in the MAC. The Bobcats sit one game behind them in the MAC East. Now, the last time that I remember Buffalo coming in here, when they were ranked, that is, now they may have been here since then, they were ranked in the top 25. And you talk about a smackdown that we talked about earlier in the Bengals-Browns game last night. The Bobcats put one on Buffalo. It was like 59-7. to I mean, they just wiped the floor with Buffalo and, uh, you know, took it to them and beat a really good Buffalo team. So... I'm I'm going to say Bobcats by seven tonight. They play well in Peden Stadium. Well, I certainly hope you're correct. Yeah. So anyway, Buffalo's a good team. We'll we'll see what happens. Seven thirty tonight, uh, pregame at six thirty on Power One Hundred Five, flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats. My guest Suzanne gets so <clears> excited <throat> when we make the great play, <laughs> and to the point that she afterwards is just a bit embarrassed. Because she, she howls. We need more of that. And I, I, she says, "Did I embarrass you?" And I said, "No, I think that's wonderful." Yeah. 
I know someone that gets into that too and, you know, does the OHIO chant with the cheerleaders and when the band plays the fight song and afterward, you know, O-H-I-O, that one too. So get a little excited. It's cool to get excited at a game, you know? Amen. All right. Well, let's see. How are we doing on time? We've got about 20 seconds. World Series game three tonight was rained out last night, so it will be tonight at 8 o'clock. And where does it stand right now? Philadelphia. Series tied one-to-one. Folks, have a marvelous day. Yes. See you at Peden Stadium tonight. And uh, go Bobcats. Right? Yes. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. It is a wrenching morning for victims' loved ones attending the start of a two-day sentencing hearing for the Parkland, Florida school shooter. Athletic Director Chris Hickson's widow, Debbie, has just addressed the gunman. There is no mitigating circumstance that will ever outweigh the heinous and cruel way you stole him from us. You were given a gift, a gift of grace and mercy, something you did not show to any of your victims. Nicholas Cruz will be formally sentenced to life in prison tomorrow after family members of each of the 17 people he murdered and the wounded speak. A jury spared him the death penalty. Just 